0: Hi everybody and welcome to Waves Podcast, thanks for stopping by. If you are looking to expand your knowledge, if you need to be inspired slash motivated, if you want to hear me talk to some awesome people, well congratulations, you are in the right place. Every week, I talk to some of the brightest and most interesting people on earth and question them about the journeys that have been their lives and all their area of expertise, YouTubers, musicians, bloggers, actors, athletes, speakers, influencers, any type of person from any country, any color, any gender, but with one common point, they've decided to do something with their lives, something they like, something they believe in, they've decided to act, they've decided to make waves. This is Waves Podcast, I'm Max solarro and today's guest is Jordan Harry, who is, I'm just gonna say it right now, one of the most interesting guys on this planet, and so was our conversation. Unfortunately, he's also very busy, so this episode is a bit shorter and was recorded in particular conditions. I think he was at work in like a conference room with people around, so the audio is bad, and I apologize about it. But that offers me a perfect segue into my usual self-promotion. If you want to help me improve this podcast, you can first of all share it and talk about it with your friends, or make a monthly donation on Patreon. Which you can find on our website www.wavespodcast.fr. Not com. I'm from France. Um, <laughs> with that being said, the content of it, uh, of this episode is awesome, and I have personally already found it very useful. Jordan tells us about learning and overlearning, how to find what's the best moment for you to study, work, or even have sex, um, how to be more creative and find inspiration, how to solve a problem very easily or how to avoid not solving it, Um, how to improve yourself in so many different types of ways, and finally, he offers you a free class on his website, which I think just adds to how much of an awesome guy he is. Alright, that was a very long intro, now enjoy. So, um, Jordan, you are the founder of StudyFast, you are a speaker at TED Talk, you are a teacher. You are a businessman. You're a triple jumper. You're a model too, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't know that.
0: <laughs> so you were born on the twentieth of February, nineteen ninety-seven.
1: Which makes
0: me twenty-one years young. Twenty-one. Then yeah, you're younger than me. Um. So yeah, as you see, I've done my homework. I did some research, etc., on you. <laughs> I found I found some uh, stuff on your like uh, athletes. I don't know. I don't know how it's called. Like uh, something about your triple jump thing. Which I I know nothing about. I'm I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I try to understand, but <laughs> I'm just it. <laughs> so yeah, I discovered you with your TED talk on how to read uh, a book a day, which was very interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I come back to that in a minute. Uh, then I followed your IG account, your YouTube channel, which I mean, on these you give some more general knowledge about. Like I don't even know how to explain this, but like how to be better, basically. And by the way, I invite everybody to uh, go check it out. And yeah, you caught me with the TED Talk, and then you kept me with your daily, weekly content on YouTube and Instagram. And for now, let's just focus on the first part, which is the reading thing. Please tell me what is Study Fast?
1: So, Study Fast is a speed reading and memory training company, and we train students and corporate professionals how to read faster and remember more.
0: Okay. So you basically use tricks. I don't know even how to explain this, but basically how to trick your mind into reading faster and not being um I mean staying focused on the reading and not uh losing your attention too easily.
1: and um, that's correct. Um we do of course an array of training. Um but to sum it up into kind of one nice little package is first of all we show people um that you can read and remember more. And to begin with, Mm -hmm. we have to break habits. Uh, For many of us, we haven't had a class called reading since the age of 12. So we go on throughout life and everything else gets progressively harder. But Yet we have a reading speed of a 12-year-old. And I don't know about you, Max, but I've never had a class called memory, let alone reading. No, never. So um, now more than ever, what I've begun to realize growing up was we can always make more money, but we can't make more time. And so I invest a lot of time and money learning, and I still am, from masters in memory, reading, um, brain hacking, to time management, and comprised a system which I'm still testing and still developing and creating apps to train eye movement. Um, I won't get too into that, that's super geeky, <laughs> um, to actually day to day applications to how you can learn languages faster, how you can learn. Uh, musical instruments more effectively
0: Whoa, I didn't know that
1: I, there's, there's many um, ninja techniques that I train on my online course and in-person workshops um, but for myself as you know what's fantastic is you found me through YouTube is I try to give as much content as possible purely because for three reasons um, I believe in serendipity um, if you're not familiar with the term it's very similar to karma whatever you believe in I generally believe doing the right thing is always the right thing and if you put out good content, you're gonna one way or another attract good people. And of course, for my business, I'm very fortunate. I'm a position where we're growing. I've got a great team around me now. And so I'm able to just keep producing free content um, to impact as many people as possible. The second thing is I'm always learning. So that keeps me on my toes. Um, it makes sure that I'm always ahead of the curve and giving as much value as possible to people around me, to the people that follow me. And number three, I learn as much from people like yourself, Max, as I do by giving out content. Purely because, um, you know, you say to me, hey, John, I'm really frustrated. I am strong to take notes in class. And I'm, ah, there's a technique I know. Let me figure out how you can apply it to note-taking. And then I go into like this curiosity voyage of speed reading everything on note-taking and then coming back with the most efficient techniques.
0: I see. So you are basically self-taught. I mean, not exactly. I think you have uh, like asked uh, some help to some people, but you are basically every day you're researching on how to improve that.
1: 100%. Um, Warren Buffett once said, it's good to learn from your own mistakes, mm-hmm. but there's nothing stopping you from learning from others. And the whole process of learning requires us to take pre-existing knowledge Synthesize that into our own understanding, and then for us to actually put it out into the universe. And knowledge is useless until we apply it. So it's all good if you read, 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 study, 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 memorize, memorize, memorize. But if you don't actually convert that into your own meaning, and then you can use it effectively, it's pointless. You know, I did a video recently um, about overlearning, and to Explain overlearning, which you potentially have seen, is it's like a carpenter. If a carpenter learns how to use the hammer, yes, it will do one job. Overlearning is when that carpenter uses that hammer to solve every problem around the house. And we do this with business. We do this with our spouses, you know, our relationships. We do this in sports. We believe that once we've mastered one technique, if we repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, that will get better. But what we find is practice makes permanent, it doesn't make perfect. Mm -hmm. So I'm continuously learning from people who of course know more than me, and then I'm getting that feedback loop from my students I teach on a day-to-day basis.
0: I see. So what you were, you just talked about over over overlearning, and I would like to talk about it a little more because I felt, I saw that video I think yesterday on your Instagram story and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even, I mean, I knew I had this problem, but I didn't even know that word or anything like that. I just know that, for example, let's say I'm editing a video, which is most of what I do. Um, There's basically two softwares that you can use. There's After Effects and Premiere Pro. So Premiere Pro is basically the one I should use for most of the work but after effects is the first one i ever use so i know it better basically i could do it and i know how to do it etc but i my brain doesn't work like this and that's why it's so important what you just said is to um adapt basically always update our own knowledge and practice and how um as you said before when you try to read scholar stuff with a 12 year old uh reading skills it's just just not gonna work and for me being a non-native it's just um i mean it's even harder for me so i realized this even more this year i was in the uk uh studying abroad so i really realized how harder it is uh there and like for example i had to read i don't know shakespeare analysis etc it was not it wasn't all that fun, <laughs> but uh, it was interesting. Oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I want to say I hate Shakespeare. I'm so sorry. Are you British? But Shakespeare was uh, I mean, most of his works are plagiarisms. Wow. Okay, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I I know it's not a popular opinion in the UK, but yeah. Anyway, um, so you give tricks on how to read faster, etc. And as you said, you also teach us how to learn faster and in the broadest sense possible and that's what i find especially interesting because for example you said something about the uh what was it like the atmosphere i mean the atmosphere you are when you start learning or reading etc um could you explain this you know we've all
1: heard there's different learners we either learn for auditory Mm -hmm. visual or for doing and i like to go one step further we learn in different environments for example i won't get too much into it but it's called your chronotype so people can check this out there's a test online i believe if you type in chronotype test chronotype with a c please don't ask me how to spell the rest <laughs> <laughs> but if you search up online you can take a test which will tell you what animal you are so there's four different type of animals and it tells you when you do your best work um, when best to have sex um, when to sleep when to work out and it's predicated on your circadian rhythm. Are you familiar with that, Max?
0: Nope, not at all. And
1: I'll explain it for some listeners that might not know. Your circadian rhythm is what we have when we're cavemen and women. Mm. It's the idea that we woke up when the sun was up and we went to sleep when the sun was down. Of course, in modern age, we now have devices, devices which trick our brain in thinking <laughs> that the sun is still up. Mm. And it emits a thing called blue light. Now it's a nice little Hack that I can teach listeners now. I'm grabbing my phone. If you go to settings and if you go over to display and brightness, um, this is of course for iPhone users, mm-hmm. and then there should be an option under the brightness called night shift. I don't know if you've got that
0: up on your phone. Lines. It does the same on uh, Samsung 2. You have a blue light filter. Excellent. Which is amazing.
1: 100%. Now, of course, some people aren't utilizing this or know what this does. Now, you want to schedule this. Um, probably about an hour or two before you go to sleep. Now what this will do, is it will take away the blue light. It's not exactly a blue light, but it will make your screen go orange. What this does, is it helps produce melatonin Mm. in your brain. What happens is when the sun is out, it emits blue light and so do our devices. And this blocks melatonin being produced. And I'll show you how this all ties around to when we should study. So if we are, On our devices, before we go to sleep at night, we will find ourselves having terrible sleep. And yes, we may sleep, but when we sleep, our body gets rid of toxins in the brain. And this is where learning happens, is when we actually sleep. So every second we're awake, toxins are being released into our brain. Don't worry, they're not too dangerous, however they can be, if you do not sleep. So what we need to find out is Mm. some people get the best work done at night. Some people get their best work done first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned before this call, I'm actually like, Julian, you know, I've woken up late. Please have a go at me. <laughs> I don't judge you. you know? <laughs> I, my best working time, and this is, <laughs> this is cheeky, is between 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. Anything outside those hours are useless. So I get my first Yeah, I'm the opposite. <laughs> but there you go. I know how I work best. I know I'll take calls, client meetings, training, all the way up to about 10 p.m. at night. As soon as it gets to 10 p.m., I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how long you've been training yourself to work late on a night. If your chronotype, if your circadian rhythm, doesn't sync with working at night. And here's a caveat: you can convert yourself. You know, you can become a night owl. You can become an early bird. But my natural rhythm is: I wake up at about 9 a.m every day without fail, even without an alarm clock. But I do set one, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gives me an hour or two to get into the swing of things. And I'm good, and I can just plow on with a couple of breaks throughout the day up to 11 p.m. Mm,
0: obviously. So
1: my advice, it short, <laughs> is if you want to find out what your circadian rhythm is, is go to sleep when you're tired. I know that sounds really obvious, but many of us say, okay, it need to go to sleep at 10 p.m. No, because often you'll find yourself on your phone until 1 in the morning. That's because you're not tired. So go to sleep, and try this on a Friday, because, of course, you're at the weekend. Go to sleep when you're tired and wake up when your body wakes up, meaning don't set an alarm. And what you'll find is come probably about Sunday morning, you would have noticed that you, fall, you get tired around 1 a.m. And that your body actually wakes up at 10 a.m. This is when you can start designing your lifestyle around your circadian rhythm. Now you realize, okay, and actually my body wants to fall asleep this time and actually wants to wake up at this time. So do not change it. Try to change your learning behavior to fit your circadian
0: rhythm. You have to talk to my mom about this because (laughs) she used to always, um, well, basically yell at me because I sleep late and wake up late, etc. And I would like to go deeper in what you said is that some people, I mean, personally, I do, I think I do some i mean two types of work, basically there's one when for example, I'm working on the podcast, I'm sending emails I'm contacting, I'm researching, et cetera in that case i I kind of am like you like I have to do it as early as possible in the day um you said something about the willpower in the video, which is um basically that your amount of willpower in a day basically decreases during the day <clears throat> and um. I totally agree with this but then i do also another type of work which is the more creative part when i I don't know write videos or write stuff etc that thing i can't do it during the day like it has to be at night when my mind is tired i have a theory which is like maybe it's um i'm expressing myself more in these uh, tasks so my ego i mean i don't know if you're familiar with uh freud and stuff like that but uh, basically there's the subconscious the conscious and something that rules um both of these things which is called the ego and the ego might get tired and it could be why for example you have some weird dreams is because your subconscious is uh, basically expressing itself and i think that when i'm get when i get tired mm. i'm like just before sleeping i get more free in my mind and is i'm expressing myself more naturally so there's like two mm. types of um of tasks i do And I don't know if you think that's uh, actually uh, accurate or if you agree with this.
1: I I 100% agree with you. Um, And I can um, elaborate a little bit further on the the science Mm -hmm. and how you can actually get into that state more often. Mm -hmm. So there's two states. There's the focus state and the fuse state. So the the diffuse state is when you're in the shower, you often have those aha moments. You know, you're know, you in the shower and you're thinking about I don't know, a problem during the day. And suddenly you're in the shower like, that's how I solve it. If I just use that software, da, da da And these aha moments come because the water in the shower is hitting our skin, which distracts our brain, the ego, let's call it that. So much so that it allows our subconscious to come to the forefront and look at the bigger picture. So these small distractions help us get from this focused state of looking at the task through kind of one lens to allow to look at the bigger picture and actually kind of go crazy and that's where the subconscious comes in and creativity comes and we come up with the answer this also happens when we go for walks when we go for walks we get out of the environment that we're used to focusing on the problem Mm. many times people in businesses you know um, let's take a let's take a problem is there a problem you're trying to get your head around right now maths that I can help you
0: with. (laughs) Well, I mean, not me, but like, I know someone who is like a programmer, like makes software, etc. And he just told me just before the interview that he's really working hard on something and he has no idea how to solve it.
1: Okay, excellent. So we'll take a software developer and let's say there's a piece of code. I'm not code but I understand a little bit. It's a piece of code that just isn't working. He's entering it incorrect. He's putting it in the right CSS file. Um, The websites are changing. Now the problem is, he's in his office. He's in the environment. He's surrounded by the same people, and he's looking at this task through one viewpoint of the code is correct. Was it not working? And it comes back to using that hammer, you know. Mm. And what will happen is if your friend goes for a walk, and he gets out of the environment that he's used to looking at the problem. Yeah, it allows his brain to sink into this diffuse state, where he can start to let it wander and daydream. And this is actually really healthy. And this is why taking breaks every 25 minutes works so effectively. It's called the Pomodoro Technique. Is that you allow your brain, yes, so the Pomodoro Technique, you focus 25 minutes and you take a five minute break. Five minute break doesn't mean you go check your Facebook messages, it means you go you give yourself a cup of tea, go for a quick shower. Mm-hmm. During this walk, he will be able to look at the problem in a new perspective because he is not surrounded by the same constraints, the same employees, same smell the same atmosphere he can look at this problem from a different perspective one that he wouldn't normally when he's sitting at his desk feeling stressed so while sitting relaxed on this walk he can make think hmm i wonder if i open it up in internet explorer and enter the code there will it still work and he'll come up with all these different solutions whilst on his walk which he wouldn't have normally thought about and he'll come back to his desk with all these new ideas and hopefully solve it now of course this isn't like golden magical trick but we want to get into the few states as often as possible yeah and i believe there was one inventor um his name has funny enough slipped my memory but what he would do was whilst um working on a problem if he was stuck he would hold a metal ball just above a glass plate and it sit in a locking chair and just as he was dozing off the ball would slip from his grasp and smash the plate. Mm-hmm. At that moment, he was in this limbo of diffused state where he's just drifting off. So as the plate smashes, it wakes him up. And for a couple of moments, he's in this kind of utopian mindset where his brain is now it's not quite awake, it's not quite asleep. He's in this diffused state. And he would be able to solve the problem because his brain was no longer looking at the task from the focus
0: point of how do I fix it, how do I fix it? That's crazy because what you're saying is basically that to be more efficient, you have to take a step back, and that's the opposite of like how the world works right now. Like people tell you, if you want to study and to learn, you have to work hard, and you have to, uh, you know, you have this type of uh, vision. If you want to succeed or do anything, you have to work hard and be fully 100% in it. And by the way, this year in the UK, I learned that um, French people have the reputation of being lazy. <laughs> in, uh, in, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I thought, because I think we actually get stuff done, even though we work, like, I think, 10 hours less than the average people in the UK. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the country is uh, completely bankrupt or anything. So it's really interesting to see that... Um, it's more of a um, mindset and an um, internal... It is. It's a
1: focus. It's a focus. And, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, you can't expect to learn the couch expect these ideas to come to you. Yeah, yeah. You need to put in the focused effort first, the fixed focus on the task, so mm-hmm. that singular focus, to allow the diffuse state to look at the bigger picture. I so see, I see. You I see. need to allow that time of, Fixed focus effort onto a task to then allow the diffuse state to look at the bigger picture and to solve it. Or to come so it's up a combination. 100%. And it's a, it's a trade off. That's where the Pomodoro technique, which means red tomato
0: in Italian, is the idea that 25 minutes of deliberate
1: focus effort is spent on one task with no distractions. And you take five minutes to just relax. And allow the few state to come. And most people find that after 25 minutes, they don't need a break. And that's when you need it the most. Because by the time you are exhausted and you're like, oh, I need a break,
0: it's too late. Yeah. You actually want it when you don't need it. So, so your body reacts later?
1: Oh, yeah. It's the simple saying is as soon as you're thirsty, you're dehydrated. It's too late. You need to be drinking when you're not mm. thirsty. Firstly is a response oh, see. from your body saying, I'm dehydrated. And by that point... Your muscle reaction, your cognitive effort has already decreased, and it's going to take a couple of hours to come back.
0: I see. That's super interesting. So, my other question is how did you get into this, like, um, I mean, study fast and all these uh, study of how people function and how to improve? What brought you to this?
1: So, what inspired me to start study fast was I had a speech manner. When I was 10, mm-hmm. that's why I sound quite posh. And what happened was because I couldn't pronounce the words, I couldn't comprehend them. And we learn through phonics when reading at a young age. Mm-hmm. Phonics, for the listeners who aren't too aware, is we pronounce uh, syllables, the uh, sounding of each letter to make sense of the word. So, because B E A G A U S E, and then we can make sense of the word. Because I had a list, I couldn't pronounce the S or the F. And this meant that I couldn't pronounce the word. Now, of course, I got over my speech impediment, got to university, but my reading speed suffered. And I never realized, like many people, we don't think it's something we can improve. We think, you know, it's a God-given talent. People with high IQs can read fast and remember more. And that I'm either a fast reader or I'm a slow reader. Mm-hmm. To the contrary. There's no such thing as a bad reader. There's only bad reading habits. And it's the same with a If you think you're bad at remembering names, you'll forget the next name, name you that's told to you. But if I tell you I'll give you 500 pound max to remember the next person's name, <laughs> I bet you 500 pounds you'll remember that. <laughs> and that's the motivation. Yeah. Now, of course, there's loads of ways to get ground memory, mm-hmm. but the challenge isn't to improve your memory. The challenge is, it, is not to forget. And I learned all of this one night at university because I typed into Google how to read faster. And I found these speed readers um, who are teaching corporate professionals in workshops, charging thousands of pounds. And I reached out to them and I told them, I was a student, many didn't get back to me, Many invited me onto their courses for free. Many took me under their wing, and many of the courses I invested in. And so, what I started to do was I started reading books on how to start a business. I had no business acumen. I had no business experience at this point. And my friends were like, do you know, how do you get through so many books, jump into sand really far, and study at university?" And I was like, "Look, I'm a speed reader. Must speed what? Show me." And I was like, I can't show you, (laughs) I mean, you can test me. And of course I found various ways of which you can test someone's reading speed and comprehension. And from there it started Um, and I started teaching my friends and teaching their friends. And now I teach students from Eton, which is the top college in uh, Britain. A lot of our prime ministers go there. I've now started work with Social Chain, which is one of the biggest UK's marketing uh, companies, ran by a famous CEO, Steve Butler. We say it's the UK Gary V. No, okay. And months working with my old university and colleges, and now teaching their teachers how to teach the students more efficiently. So it's come full cycle. Um, and as I mentioned, now growing a team, we're now five people strong. The TED Talk has reached over half a million people and study fast is growing every day. You know, we have, you know, and this is one thing I'd love to offer to your listeners. Anyone who listens to this podcast, if you connect with me on Instagram at Jordan, two ends, Harry, two wires, and let me know that you found me through your podcast, I'll give you free access to one of the online courses, whether that be speed reading or memory as a thank you.
0: That that's very nice. You're more than one um, so yeah, basically you taught yourself, you learned, etc. Um when did you decide to get serious? I mean, it's hard for, for me to imagine and to understand how you um or when exactly uh you decided to start the study fast initiative, which is like what was the situation? You were a student, you were how was
1: it? It's always hard to you know put down when was the moment. All kind of yeah, But I would say it was a night where I said to myself I'm never going to be ready. There's never going to be the perfect time. You have to make the perfect time. The thing is you know I've, I, I, I'm ten times more ready than I was last month and Jordan next year is going to look back and say I wasn't ready right now. Yeah. It's all relative we're always growing. But that one moment was just before I went to a house party it needed to to at university. <laughs> I said to myself, I'm going to run my first public workshop to the students. I didn't have a website. I didn't have any course material. <laughs> All I had was my own understanding and what I had taught my friends. So I made a Facebook event. I said to myself, okay, the last course I bought is £200. If I can fill that course with 300 people, fake people. And if I charge £9, I'll make my money back plus 20% profit. I went to the house party, I came back, and about 2am I had an email from PayPal, I was oh no, what have I done wrong, mm-hmm. and it said there's been a payment, I was oh, I think it, I must have accidentally paid myself, because I would practised paying myself, mm-hmm. and it's from someone else, I was like, it must be one of my best friends, because they said they'd pay, and this is one thing you learn in business, your best friend or family, aren't your customers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was by a girl that I didn't know. And I checked on Facebook and we weren't friends. So I was like, okay. And at this moment, two things came across me. One was, holy shit, <laughs> this person believes in me enough that they don't know me, they don't know what I offer, but they've taken their bank card, entered their details in and given me nine pounds, which is extremely hard. No one wants to give you their money, full stop. <laughs> Number two was, oh shit, I need to do this for real now. <laughs> because, like I said, I had no material. But now it meant I've got to set my game up. So, from there, um, I ran the event. 50 people attended, exceeded my expectations. It was a rollercoaster of emotions <laughs> within those two hours. But I caught the bug. And after each workshop, now I believe it's my service. To deliver the best content for the individual that I can. I feel like if I do not get speed reading and memory training into schools that are part of the curriculum, into companies that are part of their training, I'm doing a disservice. We can read faster and I will show people how. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started man.
0: Well, wow. so that's crazy like you basically just winged it like you just mm-hmm. gi- gave it a shot and and it's worked. Like, I mean, it's it's working right now. That's super interesting because, I mean, me with this podcast, it's basically the same I did. Like, I sent emails to people I found interesting and I would like to talk to for my personal uh, experience. Like, people i find... People, I think, could bring me knowledge in any way and help me in my life, basically. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, okay, I'm gonna invite them to a podcast. I'm gonna create this. Uh, I have already a microphone because I make videos, etc. So I, I thought, okay, I'm just gonna try. And if they don't reply, then it's fine. I mean, I, at least I would have tried. And it, people like you, for example, you replied almost instantly. And I had like maybe I don't know ten replies in I don't know two weeks, something like that. And people who are like really I don't know, people, like, for example, you, you, you I don't know, you've made a TED Talk, you have a business, et cetera. I was like, wow, that's crazy. <clears throat> and I have, like, uh, an interview with a rapper tomorrow. I have some with YouTubers and all kinds of people who are all super interesting. And it's, honestly, I'm impressed by how not easy it is because you have to put the work in and, you know, spend time, et cetera. But it's incredible to see that you can actually do stuff without um, being helped you know what i mean and that's what you show basically like you are the perfect example and another thing i especially like with uh, your study fasting is that you are basically participating in this change of education Mm -hmm. what i mean by this is that you talked about the the old methods of teaching etc and of course they don't i mean they're they're not um, adapted to today's society etc yesterday by the way i saw something which said I mean it was a study something like that which said that 60% of kids in primary school today will have a job that doesn't exist now so they are being taught in a way that is not the best for them. 100% and
1: that's the exciting thing is that it is changing Mm -hmm. and employers are demanding more and more from their employees Um, they're expecting more within less time Um, and that's where I'm like I said, I'm constantly learning. How can I help the next generation of workers, whether you're an entrepreneur or employee? Mm -hmm. I want to know how can I get um, a student, a mother, a successful entrepreneur prepared for the new demands that are coming your way? And to kind of go on from what you mentioned about your success, Max, what you did was you asked. And I encourage all the listeners if you don't ask, you really won't get, and the worst that will happen, don't say no, or they won't reply. Yeah. But if you email Gary Vee, or Tony Robbins, or Tim Ferriss, and if you don't know these people, go search them now. Yeah, you should. Um, send them an email. Okay, what happens? They just don't get back to your email. Um, the alternative is they get back to your email and you have a interview with them. Now, of course. I go back to as quick as I can because, like I said, I believe in saying up or two max. I believe in putting good things out there. I, we're still in the trenches, me and you. I'm not Gary Vee. You know, I, I don't have 500 employees, and I don't want that. And one of my core values is I will never charge hundreds, blah, 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 for my courses. I want it to be accessible. I personally want to be accessible. Mm-hmm. And one thing I learned from a mentor was, when I was starting out, I remember Instagram. I was like, oh, I, do, I want so many followers. And we got over that discussion, you know, oh, why do you want X amount? But he said to me, Jordan, okay, let's have a look at your photos. He said, okay, you've got two comments. You haven't replied to these two people. And I was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I don't know them. So, said, Jordan, you want 10,000 fans, but you're not willing to look after the two fans commenting on your photo. Hmm. I was like, damn. And from that moment, and you can, you know, hold me against this. Go to my Instagram now. Go to, you can't get to my emails, send me an email now, reach out to me. I respond to everyone. Doesn't matter if it's a fake one. <laughs> <laughs> try to make sure it's not fake now. <laughs> but doesn't matter how many followers you've got, doesn't matter what you're asking from me. Doesn't matter what I can get from you. I'll get back to you.
0: Yeah. And that's- Because uh, I once was in your
1: position, Max, right? so sorry.
0: No, 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 go ahead. What I
1: was saying was, you know, what we forget is we all had to learn one day do you know the expert was once not the expert,
0: mm. and
1: the problem is people lose touch to that, and it's actually a learning bias that we forget what it's like not to know, uh, not how to do something, and that sounds quite confusing. Mm-hmm. But for example, we find it so easy to type with one hand on our iPhone, but yet we look at our parents and we get so frustrated when they have to use two, and that's because we can't remember what it was like not being able to type with one hand. We've been doing it for so long, so. I was trying to shock myself every day. And it sounds extreme. I act like I have nothing. I act like um, people hate me, um, that my parents are dead. You know that today something, when this is going to happen to me, I might use a limb. And that's why I say every day not in paradise. As long as I'm this side of the earth, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: life really can't get me down. So when I miss a train,
0: <sighs> oh on and that's also something you said about um giving back i mean giving without expecting to receive it's basically the same when you are accepting me uh accepting the interview with me etc you are just basically giving me and giving people who listen to the podcast something and in return you might get something you might not etc but it's the 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 like the right mindset to to succeed to me that's the the most at least the most inspiring thing i've ever um ever heard like on Instagram and Gary Vee stuff, etc. That's really something really powerful and almost like, you know, karma and Buddhism and, you know, that sort of thing. Like, like there's a, so, a sort of, like, uh, force that will make it even and will make it worth your, your time, basically.
1: You know, to put it in um, a tangible perspective, you know, we mentioned my TED Talk. That TED Talk was free. That TED Talk was to 17 people my ex-girlfriend, who I still adore, my ex-girlfriend was in the crowd, um, and one of my best friends, so they didn't count, <laughs> and myself. So when I did that TED Talk, the turnout was terrible. I was doing it for free. I was using my voice, which, thank God, you cannot tell. But if you watch the vlog. I do a vlog on my YouTube, if you just type into an app. I'm, I, I talk about how I'm saving it, how I'm drinking ginger tea. I'm doing everything I can because I'm losing my voice moments before the talk. But I said to myself, deliver this talk to me like mothers. 20,000 people in this audience. Why should these 17, 20 people get any less value from this? And I knew it was going to be recorded, but like many TED Talks that I'd done at a small university, they never see the right day again. But I put so much work in and I genuinely believed that this would be seen by millions. And as a result, being on this podcast with yourself, um, I have speaking engagements in Hong Kong and America this year. Wow. I have clients coming in that I, I can't take on no more because they've seen ten minutes of what I can do, but yet they trust and respect what I can deliver. All from one piece of content. Now, I now I'm not saying that one video is sealed it all because, like I say, you go to my Instagram, you go to my website, um, they'll Google me. There's so many other things that come into play. So. Coming back to bring it all back to the original question, and the point we're making is you can't get caught up in doing one thing and expecting a result. And if you give expecting to get back, you're going to lose. It's a compound effect. You have to just keep doing good things, good things, and 1% better each day. You know, this podcast will go online. You know, someone's going to hear this. They'll check out my website. They might not buy the online course, which is £17, but they might tell their mum, who is the owner of a fortune 500 company and has a budget of 50,000 pounds and is ready to bring me and my team in for a whole year yeah you know i can't say that's gonna happen but it has funny enough you know it c- yeah and I like, expect for yourself as well max it takes one right person to hear your podcast and you're gonna blow up seriously
0: yeah and as long as you as long as there's a chance, you should try. And I also think, just to add something real quick, um if you are trying to do something for something, then you won't do it in the long run because you might not have it as fast as you want. Like, for example, I make YouTube. I make videos on YouTube also. So it's my confirmed,
1: and a subscription is coming your way.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it doesn't like happen in in like. I mean, instantly, it, it takes a lot of time. And I have one last question for you. Um, it's a bit cliche, <laughs> It's Even really like a cliche, cliche that, that, that most interviews... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I've heard it like tons of time, but I love it. So if you're on the street tomorrow, walking or running, I don't know if you ever walk, given how uh, <laughs> sporty you are. Yeah,
1: but I'm a jump jump, so I don't want to see but go on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you were outside and met a 13-year-old boy, you know, at 13 years old, that. That's the age where problems start, you know, like, you have, like, all these... I mean, the life life gets serious at 13 years old, I think. So, if you met this guy at 13 years old and you would notice that his name is Jordan, that he has a speech impediment, basically, he's just like you at 13 years old. Mm. If you could talk to him, like, for one minute, what advice would you give him? Keep, keep doing what you're doing.
1: Because, you know, I'm, I'm not a fatalist, per se, and maybe I am a fatalist, but... What I would say to him is, it will get better. You know, I'm not saying my life was horrendous. Don't, you know, speech impediment comes when it's people who have gone through domestic violence, who have come from separate families, from poverty. So that's what I would say to him, it's like, listen. And I would come, and this is why I say every day, and this is, it comes behind mindset as well. I say, listen, you're above this side of the earth. As long as you are the the earth and your body's not in a chalk outline, Hmm. it can always be worse. And so I'd say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep being curious. Maybe I'd say, you know, experiment a little bit, young. You know, don't worry. Football isn't everything because I'm not playing for Norwich. No, don't worry, man. If you get injured, (laughs) your body will heal. Hmm. Don't worry if the girl you love right now doesn't love you. You'll find a nicer one. Even now, I said I'm single, but that's the thing. I'm happy my value and this is unfortunately why and I don't mind sharing this I separated from my ex was she was dependent upon me for her happiness and when we separated her world crumbled. was not so and cold hearted mine continued hmm. she brought value to my life but my life wasn't dependent upon that
0: yeah you should be grateful for what you have but not depend on it basically just saying, I think
1: the great sentence was want what you have it's simple as that what want you have? Hmm. That's the danger with Instagram um, and with any social media we hear all the time. It's um, relative bias. It's the case of, you get the Mercedes, as soon as you get the Mercedes, you want the Porsche. As soon as you got the Porsche, you want the Lamborghini. Hmm. As soon as you got the supermodel, you want the super, you know, you want Miss America. So soon as you got Miss America, you want Miss World. <laughs> um, as soon as you've got business with five people, you want 10. We're humans, we're, we're programming wired to want and desire what we can't have. Mm-hmm. Our job is to break that cycle and to appreciate what we do have. And that's why i tell say 13-year-old Jordan, enjoy what you have. Don't change course. Don't stray. And, you know, I'm not going to give you anything else. Keep walking, young man. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well that's a very good answer and very interesting uh thank you for stopping by and uh, giving me some of your time uh yeah it was really interesting and a, a very uh good podcast i hope um where i mean you've talked about it already but uh where can our listeners go to learn more about jordan harry thank
1: you and give us a moment to uh, make sure that we can add value to your listeners if you've listened this far well done Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you for listening to me mobile along. Thank you to tuning in and supporting Max. How you can get involved with me and follow me is you can follow on Instagram. I am very active there. I share a lot of the content kind of off the top of my head onto Instagram. And that's at to 2 ns harry 2 Wise. And I say, make sure you send me a message. I don't even care if you don't follow me, just message me. <laughs> As I age with I heard you on this podcast. It was dope. It changed my life, blah, blah, blah. I would love to enroll in your courses. We'll have a quick discussion to decide which one's best. Remember of speed reading. I'll get it to you. Alternatively, you can head to the website, www.studyfast.uk, and there you find the blogs, you'll find the free apps, you'll find the programs that I offer. But like I said, don't buy them. Come let me know. <laughs> And if you are interested in more free content, head over to YouTube. We're going hard on that now, so the content's going to be better. It's going to be more relative to what people want, and you can find that just by typing in Julian Howie. Um, apart from that, thank you much for having me. Thank you for letting me steal your time as well, because that's one thing you can't get back. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, I'm the one thanking you. Like, really, it was a nice episode. And, yeah, I wish you a very good day. Awesome.
1: All the best, Max, and we'll be in touch, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. Take care, Max.
1: Keep reading fast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will try. Keep reading more, already. (laughs) That's right. Take it easy. Bye, buddy. Thank you so much for listening until the end. It must have been hard given the audio quality, but I'm sure you've learned some stuff here. And that makes me extremely happy. Now, if you enjoyed this, please feel free to subscribe or follow or whatever it's called on the platform you're using. And check out our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you just type Waves Podcast and you'll find it. There's a lot of stuff all the time about the episode, some behind the scenes. Uh, so yeah, feel free to do so. I'm also on social media at MaxSolaro. If you want to say hi, I don't know. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, if you're feeling extra generous and want to help me improve the quality of this podcast, like the audio quality mainly, um, you can check out our Patreon page, which is on our website www.wavespodcast.fr and you just read the supporters tab and I explain everything there. And the cool thing is that if you donate some money, you can get stuff in return and we can start building a community together. So yeah, everything's explained there, but please don't feel forced to donate or anything, you can also help a lot just talking about waves to your friends. And yeah, that's it for today, I will see you next week, and as usual, by all means, please keep listening to the waves.